name's Josiah, if you um, don't know me, uh, I'm the youth director here with my wife, and uh, it's a great privilege to speak this morning on Anzac Day. Um, thank you, Jeff, for leading us. That was a really powerful moment. It's uh, great to remember where we sit in history and recognize those who've gone before us. So a special day. Um, as we begin, um, Pastor Az has asked me to continue this series, The Kingdom of God is Like. Kingdom of God is like, if you've been here the last few weeks, it's been an incredible series as we look at this uh, concept that Jesus spoke about all the time. Jesus was constantly speaking about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is here, it's near, it's, it's coming. And we as Jesus followers get to learn how to uh, be a part of the kingdom of God. And that's really what this series is about. How do we as followers of Jesus be part of the kingdom of God. So that's what we're going to continue today. If you have missed the first few, I encourage you, jump on the podcast and listen to them. They're incredible. And so we're going to jump into looking at how can we uh, respond with more obedience. That's right, I said that scary word, obedience. How can we respond as followers of Jesus with obedience? Uh, We're going to look at that today. But I want to start with a bit of a, a lighter story. Um, there's a story from when I was in year nine, back in high school, uh, in PE. Now, for some, PE was not an incredible moment. I loved PE, probably because I wasn't sitting at a desk and I got to run around. But I'm a very competitive person, and anyone that has met me probably knows that, especially if you've competed against me. Very, com- yeah. There's 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 nods around the room. There's yeses. Very competitive. So this week in PE, in year nine, we played a game called lacrosse. Now, I don't know if you know what lacrosse is. It's an American game. Uh, I myself play hockey, which uh, lacrosse is like hockey, but in the air. You've kind of got a catcher on the end of a stick, and you throw a ball, and you try and score goals. And so playing hockey, playing lacrosse was pretty easy. It was like the same sort of skills. I just had to move the stick up. Anyway. I was pretty good at it. I was competitive. I was going to win no matter what. That's where this story takes place. And um, to set the scene, uh, one of my teammates, a friend of mine, who was maybe a little bit slower, but a good friend, had the ball and he's kind of running up the field uh, until he meets who I will describe uh, without naming this person as the buffest year nine kid there has ever been. He was extremely large, extremely well built, uh, and on the opposing team. And so when he had this uh, lacrosse stick and my friend is running towards him, he decides uh, to kind of whack him with the stick. And he gets him across the arm. And my friend, because this dude was so strong, drops the ball. Uh, He's in a little bit of pain. uh, But this, uh, I want to say gentleman, but it's not very accurate of what he's done. He picks up the ball and starts running towards me. Now, what I can only describe as a moment of um, understanding of the Levitical law from Scripture, if we can get Leviticus 24, 19 to 20 up, it says, If a man causes disfigurement of his neighbor as he has done, so shall it be done to him. Fracture for fracture, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, as he has caused disfigurement of a man, so shall it be done to him. So, church, catch my heart here. The Levitical law running through my brain 
this large gentleman approaching me at some pace, the only thing that could be done was to return a whack across his arm to dislodge the ball and to gather it myself. And so that's what I did. Thank you. Thank you. I think we could probably end there about this moment, an eye for eye. It's something I think our Australian culture really likes, right? This story, maybe you think I'm a bit of a bully. I want to set the picture. I've got a a photo you might want to throw up. I described this really big buff year nine kid. I was not a really big buff year nine kid. I was pretty small. Some of you remember this year nine Josiah. Um, It was a long time ago now, I feel. But I just want to set the picture. This was not me enforcing some sort of, uh, I'm the biggest, I'm going to make you pay. This was pure, maybe competitive, I don't know, maybe foolishness. He almost beat me up. I'll just say that. Anyway, I think this is this story as Australians, we like this. We like this moment where the bully gets what they deserve, where they wear an eye for an eye, right? And we, we even see this in the Jewish law. This was, this was law. This was how the Jews understood how life should, should go about. If something was happened and you were wronged, you deserve justice, an eye for an eye. But as we continue this series, The Kingdom of God is Like... I want to look at a passage today where Jesus shares something that completely flipped the crowd's understanding of how life was supposed to happen. He completely flipped their understanding. They knew how the kingdom of man worked. It was an eye for an eye. But Jesus preached something different. We know that he talked about the kingdom of heaven and we know that his prayer was that the kingdom of heaven would come on earth. And in his, uh, one of his largest recorded sermons in Matthew 5, he says this, Matthew 5, 38, you have heard it, you've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. This is their law. They've all heard it. But I tell you not to resist an evil person. Whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. Whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. This is a really challenging passage from Jesus. This isn't maybe one of our favorite Bible verses that's kind of light and fairy and encourages us. This is a bit of a challenge. He flips the expectation. For everyone listening, when they heard an eye for an eye, they knew exactly what he meant. This is the way their whole culture had lived for thousands of years. This is the very basis of their society, the law. And I want to clarify here for a moment because if you've been here the last few weeks, you would have heard Pastor Az preach that Jesus came not to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. And we come to a moment like this and we go, hold on a minute, is Jesus now flipping the laws completely? I thought he came to fulfill it. I want to kind of clarify what's happening here. Can we get that passage, Matthew, back on, back on the screen. I want to kind of uh, explain it. Jesus doesn't say here, uh, when he says, you've heard, it was an eye for an eye. He doesn't say, or moving on, he doesn't say, if you slap someone, they have no right to slap you back. Instead, turn their face and slap the other cheek. That's not what Jesus says. He doesn't say, 
If you want to sue someone for their tunic, then take their cloak also. He doesn't say if you convince someone to walk one mile with you, force them to walk another. And he doesn't say take from anyone you can and make sure they don't reject you. So what Jesus is doing here, he's not changing the law. The law is still in place. He fulfills the law. But what he's doing is he's actually bringing another standard, not to the people who were guilty, but to the people who've been wronged. And this is a challenge as followers of Jesus, because quite often we're the people who've been wronged. We feel we've been affected. We've been cheated, hurt. We've been drained. We've been burnt up. We've been used. Let me be clear before I move on. This is not a verse that is telling you that if you're in an abusive situation, you need to stay there. This is not that moment. This teaching is about not returning a blow for a blow. So I just want to clarify, because if you are stuck in a situation like that, please do not think Jesus is saying, stay there. But as people, we can often be these people who are wronged. We've been hurt. And Jesus is speaking to us. He's challenging us on our response. He's challenging us not to be uh, so eager to get someone back, not to be filled with this idea of getting revenge. Jesus has a different requirement for those who follow him. He wants us to go above and beyond, to exceed expectations. That's a challenge. But I think it's special when we look at a day like Anzac Day today. And we, we honor those who've gone before us. And I think, uh, I remember one example that I think carries this passage so well. Uh, it's an Australian hero you may know of Simpson and his donkey. Right? A man who 106 years ago in 1915 on this day landed in Gallipoli. He was a part of the medical corps. And... When he arrived there, he found a donkey and he would go through active, uh, active warfare, through active fire to find the wounded, place them on the donkey and return them to get medical attention. He would risk his own life. And this isn't just like a one moment thing. He did this for days, for weeks. Unfortunately, his life was cut short three and a half weeks after landing in Gallipoli after rescuing so many. But this self-sacrifice, this going above and beyond, Australians, we like to call that mateship. When we care for our neighbor so much that we would go above what is expected of us. This is the level of obedience Jesus is calling us to. To follow him, to, to give of ourselves for others, to go above and beyond, to not respond and, and seek justice immediately, but to actually show love to them, to show grace to them, to acknowledge their mistakes. See, as Christians, we're not called to these levels of obedience just in times of conflict or war, as we can remember these great heroes. Actually, as Christians, we're called to this lifestyle every day, every week, in the mundane, in the workplace, at home, we're called to this level of obedience every day. I want you to think for a moment, how do you respond to the negative interactions in your life? We've all got those situations, those moments that are 
not as we expected? How do we respond? And is it the way Jesus would call us to respond? One more time from Matthew 5. You've heard it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist an evil person. Whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. Whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. Man. It's a challenge. It's a challenge as Christians. In that moment, that moment you've just thought of, is this the sort of response you are having? It's a challenge. It's not a challenge from here forward. It's a challenge for me as well. Everyone who's a follower of Jesus is called to this, to go the extra mile. To go the extra mile. More than is expected. We want to exceed expectations as followers of Jesus. We don't just do what we have to. We do more than that. I want to, I want to share a, a story from my family of a moment where I think my granddad went above and beyond. Uh, my granddad used to be a trucker. Uh, and he would drive trucks. Um, that's what trucker means. Um, <laughs> that seemed a little bit superfluous. Anyway, he was driving these trucks. He did routes all over Queensland, down to Sydney, just long truck trips. And this one time, he came across a hitchhiker. Right? And um, I was actually reminded of this story two weeks ago. As said something about a hitchhiker, and I remembered this moment. This is perfect. So he picks up this hitchhiker. And now what I've seen in movies, you know, they, they carry a hitchhiker to the next town. They let him out. My granddad decided that this guy actually wanted to come to Brisbane and he was on his return uh, trip. So he brought him all the way to Brisbane, all the way back, like hundreds of kilometers. I thought, that's amazing. And it goes further. In fact, he didn't just leave this guy. He had a spare room. And so he gets this guy accommodation in this house he was living in. And uh, he actually became like a housemate with him for months. I was like, man, this is amazing. Um, he went above and beyond. Now, this is the kind of story which is like, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. But why do I know about a random time my granddad picked up a hitchhiker? It's because the man he picked up turned out to be someone interesting. Turned out to be someone interesting. Uh, the next time, uh, he kind of went missing from this house. The next time my granddad saw him was on TV. Uh, unfortunately, he wasn't the good guy in the story. He was in a shootout with the police. Um, this man was actually an escaped prisoner who'd escaped from jail. Uh, he'd been arrested for being a hitman um, in Australia. I don't even know how that works. And uh, he escaped from prison. And somehow, with someone's help, he got all the way to Brisbane. <laughs> and so, uh, moral of this story, maybe don't pick up hitchhikers. But going the extra mile... Would we go above and beyond the expectations that people would put on us? If the band or the keys would like to come. It's a funny example, but I want us to picture reality. These real situations. This isn't just meant to be words in a book that we might read. This is meant to be our lifestyle. If we as followers of Jesus are really a part of the kingdom of God, then this is to be our lifestyle. We're meant to go the extra mile. We're meant to go above and beyond. So what situation, what moment this week will, be, will this be how you react? I, want this, I really want this to be practical. 
really take it in. What moment? Which argument would you lay down your right, your right to be, I'm going to say correct, not your right to be right. Would you lay down your right to be correct? Would you lay down that need for immediate justice? What situation could you bless someone? Jesus didn't just say, go the extra mile. He said, would you give to those? What, what situation could you be generous to a family who's in need, to a, a person? Maybe it is a hitchhiker. I don't know. What situation could you do? But you know, the only reason that we can be followers of Jesus in this is because Jesus is actually our first example of this. He's the best example. In fact, Jesus' very presence on this earth was his example of going the extra mile. God coming to earth. God coming to earth. He didn't remain this distant God. He didn't remain this this person that we can kind of, you know, we think of this big God up in space somewhere. He didn't remain distant from us. He came to earth. Scripture talks about this in, in two places, Matthew 123, it says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. God with us. It also says a very similar thing in Isaiah 714. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and, his, and shall call his name Emmanuel. We get this beautiful picture of God with us. Jesus' presence on this earth was his very first step. He came that extra mile to meet with us. He went the distance. You know, we say this sometimes in church, no matter how far away you feel from God, you're one step. One step of turning back to him. And the truth is that's only possible because he has come to us. He only requires us to turn back to Him. We've heard that this year. As as is preached, we've heard that, that turning back to God, in that moment, He meets us. You know, the last time I preached, I preached about Jesus uh, choosing the cross. And the cross is this perfect example of Jesus going the distance. He would not settle for anything that would be too short. He went the fullness of the distance. He never took a shortcut, although the shortcut was offered. Do we know in in Matthew 4 verse 8, Jesus actually gets tempted. He gets tempted before he begins his ministry. It says this, Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you, if you fall down and worship me. What is offered in this moment, all the kingdoms, all their glory is actually what Jesus came for. When Jesus went to the cross, he fulfilled this. But before it even began, before the pain he had to endure, he was offered the shortcut. He was offered a way out, a a shortcut. He didn't have to go the distance. But taking this shortcut would have given up you and I. Our ability to have faith in Him, receive eternal life. 
God loves us so much, church. He loves us so much that He would send Jesus not just to do half the job, but to go the full distance for you and I. So no matter what our life has looked like up until this point, all we take, all it takes is one moment where we turn to Him. We have the beautiful privilege of following Jesus' example. Let's follow His example. Let's follow His words. One of my favorite verses, John 15, 13. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Jesus lived this very message. This is what he walked, his love for us. Church, would we be a people that follow this example? Would we be a people that love our neighbor, love our friend, love our family, love the people we meet on the street so much? that we would go above and beyond for them, that would we lay down our life for them. This is the call of obedience to Jesus. Who can you go out of your way to teach, to disciple, to, to show how to follow Jesus? Is there someone that needs your time? That maybe it feels like you've already walked a mile with them, but... They still need you in this journey. Would you walk one more mile with them? Church, would we be these people who are generous? Would we be these people who follow Christ's call to us? Let's pray. Father, thank you that you sent Jesus as our example. Thank you that he paved the way for us as Christians, as followers of you, Lord, that we would walk as he walked, that we would treat others as he treated others, Lord. Lord, would you help us in every moment when it gets tough, when it's tricky, in that moment where we just seek justice or revenge, would you help us to lay that aside and to treat others as you would have Thank you, Father. I thank you for a church that this week would learn how to walk in obedience to you. Lord God, that we would lay down our rights in the difficult moments. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We believe this message will inspire you into greater intimacy with Jesus, relationship with others, and influence in your world. If you would like to know more about us, you can visit us online at www.elevationchurch.com.au or alternatively pop into our Redlands location.